0: Hi everybody! Welcome to Ask the Amigos for September. Do you remember, Aaron? The twentieth day of September. It's the boy's birthday. Is it really? Yeah. So I guess you do remember it. I do. Other under penalty of death. <laughs> now, um, do you remember the first time that uh, that you ever saw the Lukester when he came home from the hospital? I was in the operating room when he came out. Oh, so you didn't do you didn't do the classic dad thing, where you were you were in the waiting room and you were
1: smoking the pipe and all that stuff. No, I was in there. You were in there. In you were it. right up in there. Oh man, it was like a Cthulhu style adventure <laughs> in there. I, it was. I, I shall do that again. But mm. I was there. I was there. Okay.
0: Okay. So you saw him early on, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right, Aaron so if you don't if you don't remember how these this works uh every month people ask us questions in discord and we answer them that's how it works it's how it works it's pretty simple we it, could, even we could do that one yeah 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 so here we go we're going to start things off with bomb the bass he asks what's the most cheesy pickup line you've ever used and did it work you, I, what, what do you got here? I want to hear one of your big ones. I, I've got nothing. Um, I've, I've, the amount of times that I've ever tried to pick up a girl are low. Um, yeah, normally my, I guess my pickup line is like awkwardly standing around, maybe just like unbroken stairs.
1: You know the things that chicks dig. Yeah, I, I've got it. I've got it. One it comes to springs to mind. Uh, I was, it was actually, I was an independent wrestling show in Lexington, and there was a really good looking chick at the show. Mm. But that right there was unusual. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and she had on a Terry Funk t shirt. Oh, which my gosh. She knows who Terry Funk is. Did you, and did so, you walk up to her and say, you want to do it for pride? No, no. I said, hey, I, this was a subtle, I mean, I was going to work my way into a pickup, and yeah, I was man. like, hey, you're into Terry Funk, eh? That was my pickup line. That's how I got my foot in the door. How'd it go? Right? It didn't go too good because her, uh, she was dating one of the wrestlers. <laughs> was she dating
0: Terry Funk? That would no. have been awkward.
1: Terry <laughs> Funk's been married for like sixty years, and he's an old man. But she was dating, she was dating like I can't remember which one of the indie geeks it was. Mm. Uh, but it didn't go well. Rusty Shanks, probably. <laughs> no. So yeah, pickup lines aren't not my bag. Usually, uh, uh, how do you lure
0: a- him in? What's your secret?
1: Friend of a friend. that's yeah. the that's the that's the easy r- road.
0: That's there. a good way to go. You know? Absolutely. So yeah, that's how I like to do it. Uh, I did meet my the girlfriend that I had in Korea. I did meet her at a bar, which that's the only time that that's ever happened to me. But yeah, other than that, there the my my people have always come. Well, they really all come through the band. If we're if we're <laughs> being honest, that's <laughs> the just, bar pickup's tough,
1: especially for me because generally I'm usually drunk at the bar. Right, back in the day, you know, not now, of course. What's a bar? But back in the day, I I didn't waste any time. Yeah. I was one of the... Right to work. Right to work. Because I don't like beer. So I, was, I would hit the hard stuff instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I would get liquored up before I got to the bar. You know. So there you go. And it has somebody drive me over.
0: Alright, next up. Simulant asks if a beautiful woman approached you and if you were single, and she asked if you either wanted to play some Amiga with her or have a roll in the hay with her, which would you choose? Roll in the hay. I would say, what's an Amiga. And that would be the end of that. Yes, I love the Amiga, but you know you it's know. funny. I'm sure you've seen these German magazines, these German no. computer magazines, and they've got like a, a girl in lingerie, and like the dude is like over there playing with the computer while she lays there seductively. I can yeah, guarantee I you, a hundred percent of the time that has never happened. That's just it's now. Not if it was a cards.
1: Polish magazine, I'd buy it. The Germans, I don't know.
0: Hmm. Again I don't with know the racism.
1: Yeah, You're that was a everything. racist. I am saying the Polish is passionate about their Amiga, is What I am mm. saying,
0: Flack asks, tell us about a memorable moment about data loss. It could be from a floppy disk becoming unreadable, a hard drive going bad, or a file getting accidentally deleted. What's nice.
1: yeah? Okay, so <laughs> let, let's let's start with that. Okay, I got one right immediately. Popped into my mind. I'll never forget this. I was. Uh, uh, this is when I had just started. Uh, acquiring Wii software, right? You know the Wii, Nintendo Wii, mm-hmm. and I had an external hard drive that I had you know worked up to the nines, good to go, right? So uh, we were going to my brother's house. He he wanted to get a dupe of this thing. We hopped out of the car. I was I had a tree and her and her nephew in the car, and the nephew was holding the drive for me because I was driving. And the first thing he did was walk, jump out of the car, and the drive did like a a moonsault onto the cement, all right? And they thought that was good stuff. They thought they were amused by that. And man, I was so mad. I'll never forget how mad I was. And of course, the drive was trashed, just like I thought it was. And one thing that bothers me about something like that is that no one knows the amount of man hours that goes into that sort of thing. Right. And I mean, any of you hardcore super dorks out there, geeks, will understand this stuff doesn't just happen. The amount of time it takes to download this stuff to hunt it down, to find it, to format it properly. This is old school. To get in a proper format on the drive, the format to format the drive in the appropriate way, it takes hours and hours and hours. So whenever something like that happens, you just the accumulated time it took plus the money all gone. Not to mention the fact that the people it. that destroyed
0: it were so cavalier about its destruction That's, as well. That
1: was the worst part. Yeah. That's the wor- I used that word by the way. Did you really? Uh, yes. I was I was I was I was so mad that I still remember it I mean I threw a big air and fit mm-hmm. right there mm-hmm. what about you
0: um surprisingly after you know a lifetime of working with computers uh, I've not experienced any data loss from I've had drives go bad but I I knew that they were going bad and I, I could back them up in time uh, the only time I've ever lost data was when I went wow, well, the only the the story I'm going to tell at least was uh, I went out to California um, and visited my friend, and uh, we we had a great time. Uh, we played golf in the desert. It was amazing. It looked like a course from Neo Turf Masters. I took a ton of pictures. Uh, the first time I ever went to In and Out, um, and and then my card got corrupted, and and I lost all those pictures. And it's funny. Even last week, anytime a new device comes up that's like we can recover your data you know something new and they're like try it out I always try it it never works so I've come to terms with the fact that this is not coming back but um, that's the only time that I've ever lost data now Jason in the chat brings up a great point Uh, I would like to be able to get that lost data from Amigathon you know we had all that all that stream for whatever (laughs) reason didn't didn't appear you know
1: we were talking about that while you were fiddling around with something about the those wee hours where you were literally he looked like Gene Wilder. It's insane, <laughs> glazed over a look, drool coming out of your mouth. I wouldn't mind seeing that again either. Yeah, you know. So yeah. that was that was. But maybe that for maybe that's good that that's lost. Maybe we don't want to see that. Right. Because <laughs> I don't remember much of what happened. So yeah, me neither.
0: Me neither. Um, let's see. Uh, Mitsuyama asks, "Whatever happened to Quicksand?" Oh, I'm sorry. Um. Flack asks, uh, what? what <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot the second part of Flack's question. He said, What's the most you would pay to get that data back? Now, nothing because you got it a million times.
1: Well, there is, da- I, I, you know, back in the day, we used to, me and Will Cox and some other guys used to trade back tape backups mm-hmm. 250 mega. This is way back. And man, when one of those suckers went corrupt on you, that sucked because, I mean, that da- that's a lot of data back in. You know, 19 what 80 84 something like that 1994 excuse me uh, so what are you doing I'm standing up I got I, I've been sitting too long. <laughs> are you gonna announce someone to the ring? <laughs> ladies. Man, I just... Let's get on to the quicksand question. That's the big dog. Okay, so
0: let let me continue with Mitsuyama's question. Okay, go ahead. Whatever happened to quicksand? When I was a kid watching adventure serials and reading comics, I thought that quicksand would be an ever-present danger in my adult life. But you don't hear about it these days, do you? Have either of you ever had an encounter with quicksand? Uh, Go ahead, Bode. Uh, No. In fact... I kind of I share Mitsuyama's question because when I was a kid, you couldn't take two steps in an adventure novel without running into quicksand. Um, I feel like I've had experience with quicksand at the beach because I think all quicksand is is just sand with water in it. You know, like when you go to the beach sometimes and you step in some sand and you sort of sink into it a little bit. Isn't that all quicksand
1: is? There's a there's a there's a formula in there where you. Where the, the the amount of water versus the amount of mass of the sand, there's a there's a there's a gimmick there. There's a deal where they become quicksand. Right? Oh, okay, it's like a recipe. Uh, uh, a that's recipe right. for death. You know, quicksand is a big deal. If you think about quicksand, it's awesome, right? It could it exists because you've seen these things where it sucks up like tanks and whole trucks and stuff. I don't think I've ever been in quicksand, but I think I've seen stuff that looks sort of like quicksand. It's kind of swampy looking. Mm-hmm. And I, just don't, I just don't go there. It's, I, I'm, not, I'm not, darn sure I'm not going to go with a vine over it or anything. <laughs> <You> <laughs> one doesn't really I mean?
0: seek out quicksand, and I don't know that we ever really tr- travail in places that, that might contain it's, it. Do it's we, more this, of a jungle
1: this, thing, hmm.
0: and we don't have jungles up here. No, no. Uh, next up, uh, Ricky DeRocher asks, If the sun is on fire, how come there's no smoke?
1: Um, you want to you want to tackle that one? Teach your boat. I don't know. Seems like there either. should be. You know, I don't know. Is it a proper fire? Like,
0: how's the? It's not. I mean, out? it's not a proper fire like you or I would make. That's for yeah, sure. that's the sun. So, what are like, we doing? It's here? some sort of cosmic, cosmic rays, it's but sort of yeah. like in Fantastic Four. Yeah, exactly. So that's, I'm gonna go with that. Lobsterminator asks, "Do you have any other retro interests not relating to computer or gaming?" Yes, yes,
1: absolutely. both of us do, right? Mm-hmm. boat you're a big record well, you were a big record collecting guy. that's pretty retro uh, and of course uh console stuff i <clears throat> I've got a whole slew of of course, I like old radio shows, comic books, uh sort of I dab in an antique now again, you know what I mean uh, so I'm into that. I used to collect baseball cards and stuff. That's uh, not that really way, a you know, retro hobby, though. He's asking no, for retro. Well, no, interest. that's a retro. That's a retro hobby. Depending on what year you're collecting from, you know. Uh, so that's the way I look at that. I mean, I, 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 everything I've ever collected, I didn't want anything contemporary. So that's the way I look at it. I always look for older stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because I always thought that it was better and the value was better. So that's sort of. What about you? What do you got? Um, now, I mean, nothing
0: because I, I sold everything. But in the past, I've collected all i mean, almost anything you can think of. Like, I went through phases where I was really into old coins, like I collect like old like Carson City silver dollars from like the early nineteen hundreds, Ooh, um, neat. old like Mercury dimes and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and yeah, my dad collected that stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Um, records was probably my biggest, the, my biggest thing. Um, I had a a big record collection that got even bigger when I lived in England, and um, and uh, was working at Oxfam. And uh, I would just snap up anything cool that came through the doors, and tons of awesome stuff came came through the doors. Um, I feel like I could probably get into what what mentioned some um, some retro hi fi gear. You know, I love like oh, real real tapes and stuff like that. I think that would be a cool thing to get into. Like if if I ever move totally out of the gaming space and I
1: need something to fill that void, I would probably go that route. Could, I mean, you brought something up. This is off subject. You said if you, you might get into that if you move out of the gaming space, which is corporate mumbo jumbo. For if you get sick of this crap and move along, <laughs> can that actually happen? I mean, do you, did you see a day? Because I mean, you are pretty uh, not rag on you, but you're kind of flighty. You'll mm-hmm. you'll 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 turn on a dime. Uh, you can you see a day where you are just like oh, screw all this and yeah, then you just stop playing video like,
0: games or like if if I ever move again. And and we will never live in a house as big as this house again. You know, half of the reason why I like retro games is because I like having them on the shelves. Like, I love just sitting here. Like, I'll be sitting down here working on something, and I'll just look around the room, and it makes me feel happy because I'm surrounded by these, you know, these games. Um, The amount of time that I spend playing video games, except for the the games that we play for the show, is vanishingly small. Like, I just, I, I am not a big... Uh, game player these days. You know, most of my hobby time I spend reading, or, um, I don't know. Like, I, I've I've definitely played more, uh, stuff now that I have assist the system that I have set up now, where I've got like the the monitor and I pull down a computer off the shelf. But I I will go like a couple weeks without doing any of that stuff. And then I'll do one of my streams, you know, and that'll sort of get me back into it. It's hard to say would I ever stop completely playing video games? Probably not because emulation is so good. I mean, I'll always have a PC and I'll, you know, like say that we move back to Thailand and we're living in some like one room house. Like I'll still have a computer. And if I want to fire up Pac Mania on MAME, it's real easy to do, but I will stop when we stop uh, living in this house I will never collect video games again. I guarantee you.
1: It's a, it's you got an interesting slant there, both. Uh But that yeah, I, I was just wondering how you'd go on it. I, I can't see myself ever, you know, unless I've had to sell everything, which that's happened several times in my life, where I've had to part with almost everything I own. And you never know what's going to happen. But aside from that, if I as long as I can keep my head above water, I'll keep everything because uh, I like it. I'm like you. I you know, I, it's funny we you talk about the boxes on the shelf. Uh, because this sort of falls in line with the uh, st- story we we're talking about on Amiga. is about the guys selling the games, the, you know, the limited run games. Mm-hmm. I guess that's ultimately what people do. I mean, uh, surely people never... The funny thing, the most amusing thing about these box sets, like a Turrican, is that chances are the people that get this will never open it and never see the stickers or the enamel badge well, or I, I, in the first place.
0: I wonder that about almost everything. These days, yeah. because we live in a collector's market for everything like how many spectrum necks are never going to get opened
1: you yeah, know they are going to be some.
0: well there'll be there'll be some but i wonder i wonder how many people buy them solely to keep sealed in the hopes that the value will go up over time and that's one thing that just never happened you know with video game stuff in its in its first run like nobody was thinking man this copy of Clu, Clu-, Clu Land for the for the nes is going to be you know really rare one
1: day yeah collecting has taken a bizarre well i mean it's just I guess it's a natural. It's step just caught. It's caught up period. with all
0: the other collecting things. You know, yeah. video game collecting is now just like baseball cards and comics and and all that nonsense.
1: Yeah. It's funny because all of which I've abandoned at one time or another. So there you go. No, Maybe I, I mean you, never you've
0: come. never abandoned comic books.
1: Yes, I have. I haven't bought new comics for years. But just, it's
0: not like you got rid of the comics you had. You still enjoy the comics you have. I do. I do. Moving on. Let's see. Uh, Paul, a.k.a. Hermski, asks what board games do you enjoy playing best?
1: Um, well, we used to play board games all the time, didn't we both? Yeah, we uh, yeah, I man. miss that. Really, Duke. And the sad thing is there were great ones that I can't remember. Uh, the ones I enjoy the most are I love Puerto Rico. I guess that cat's already a board game. Yeah, so Puerto Rico is totally a board game. Well, uh, yeah, I guess so. I, I, I can't, I'm trying to remember. It's, uh, I remember uh, I like uh Catan yep I like Ticket to Ride
0: mm-hmm.
1: I like uh uh Power power uh, grid power grid and the, and its sequel uh quite a bit uh I like some of those games where you team up to to win the mm-hmm. Camelot Shadows of Camelot I mm-hmm. like that a uh, Pandemic was that used to be a lot more fun than it is now yeah uh, but <laughs> I like that one uh, uh what's it Carcassonne is that Carcassonne? The name of it mm-hmm. I like that one uh so I, i've got a lot of board games and that's that's just a tip of the iceberg because we've played there was a time where we played every single game that was ever released for a long time right well you know, some of uh, you know some of our circle still does oh robo know. rally mm-hmm. that's a good that's another good one uh so yeah uh all the uh the cthulhu games we've been playing over at chad's those are fun uh, i like those as well the board ones shadow of the and and th- that sort of stuff so what about
0: you um, I like all the ones that you mentioned. I mean, the, all those that you mentioned are sort of in the Hall of Fame for board games, Carcassonne and Catan and Ticket to Ride. Um, and they're all great they're for good yeah. reason, you know. Uh, but my favorite my favorite is probably Power Grid Factory Manager, the sequel to Power Grid. I like Power Grid, but towards the end of the game, I feel like your ability to be able to do lots of math in your head helps tremendously. And towards the end of Power Grid, my brain just explodes because it's gotten to be so so complex. Um, but I really like Factory Manager. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but I actually created my own board game. Do you remember that, Aaron? What was it called? It was called Arcade Fever. I remember Brent the one. Yeah, Brent, now, I I... Brent, Brent created a game called Hun Commander. Yeah. And uh, and I, I, I do made a remember game.
1: The arcade game. I, I, that was yours. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I don't. I remember that. I thought Brett did that. That was yours. Uh, yeah, that was me. That, yeah. was, that was fun. I like that one.
0: Yeah. Uh, one day, one day I'll I'll get it out again. And uh, I got hung up, uh, trying to write the rules. Writing rules is a real drag because you're 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 thinking of every possible scenario that can happen. Yeah. And I sort the of got bogged down. In brutal. It. Yeah. You know, it's.
1: I will say. Uh, we used to go to that the, the con in Charleston. They would have the board game competitions up there. And I remember one year, me and Brent played all the games that were up for the competition. That was kind of neat to play all the different types of games. You know, so it's neat. I like the idea of creating a game. I've had one in my head for a while, but I still have the jack to create a game. Yeah, it's, I... Um...
0: My fa- like Race for the Galaxy, is my favorite board game. It's a card game, so I, I mean, it doesn't have a physical board, but it's the same sort of, it's the Euro style type thing. Yeah, I, I can play Race for the Galaxy all day long. But I ac- wanted,
1: that's not one I enjoyed that much. I had trouble with that one. It's yeah, it's
0: no. not any. You really have to play it a ton, which is part yeah. of the problem with it. Um, but uh, but you're right. We used to play board games all the time, and now we never do because we do yeah
1: Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Well. What changed for me is just get a new job. Because I used to drive right past where the board game night was, and now I go in the exact opposite direction of the board night game. That's true, game too. Night. So yeah. Otherwise, I would still be doing it, yeah. Uh, let's see. I've got Star Trek Catan, by the way. for the Who was that it, Frodo? It's I'm looking at it right here on my shelf.
0: Um, Simulant asks, Do Americans eat a weekly Sunday roast with their families? No. Yes. You do? Well, I mean, you can you definitively say that Americans don't eat a weekly Sunday roast with their families? Yeah, I think I can. I think that's not a tradition here, I guess that's what I'm saying. I think I've that never, I think I, well I like when I was growing up, that. like I know that like there were definitely people that I knew, like my friend Logan, that his 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 mom would make like the equivalent of like a Sunday roast dinner every Sunday.
1: But I mean, do you know? Do you know anyone doing that now? I mean, I, it's—I'm not sure I've known anyone that ever did it. You know, not a weekly thing where the family all gets. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it's—it just in my world, no. It's a big no. I would say that there are. I don't know if
0: it's you know a Sunday roast in terms of like this is roast beef and we eat roast beef every Sunday. But I think like the Sunday dinner, especially if you come from a church going family, I think that like getting everybody, especially if you have like extended family that live nearby, that seems like a thing that probably still happens. It's definitely oh, yeah, it's, probably, I'm not saying it, it's probably not as yeah, common not it as it once happened. was. But I think that it's definitely a thing that happens now. Is it the same as in England? I don't know, because I just don't know what a Sunday roast is like. But um but I think that like of all the days of the week if you're going to gather together with your family to eat like a, a sort of better dinner wouldn't
1: you say sunday is probably the day yes but uh, it's not something that we i would like to do that uh, it's funny in america now i can again i'm speaking just from my perspective the uh, the the whole family gathering uh, it it doesn't seem like it when i was a kid that seemed to happen more maybe it's because i didn't have a choice in the matter or maybe it's because it did happen more but I, I, you're even eating dinner together is something that's I wonder how often that happens I mean surely not as much as when I was a kid but maybe I'm wrong but you you're it's hard worldly. to know because I just
0: don't know that many parents that have families that are sort of like the family that I grew up with you know where you oh. know mom and and dad both work hours that allow them to be home in the evening and stuff like that and um my family didn't really, at least until my maybe my brother and sister after I left home, but like none of us played like crazy travel sports where you're gone all the time and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I wish it did happen.
1: I really do. I think that'd be nice, but it's like I said, schedules and whatnot. It just it's tough. It's or it's just something we don't do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Simulan also asks. Also in the UK, gravy is what we have on our Sunday roast dinners. What is gravy in the USA? How would you describe gravy, Aaron? I don't like
1: gravy, so I'm surprised kind of, to hear that. You seem like somebody that could really pack it away. You're saying because I'm a big fat guy. Yeah, and gravy is synonymous. With the, thank you, Boat. Well, I'm just yeah, saying. When you squeeze me hard enough, gravy comes out. Is that what you're saying? It's like biscuits and gravy. You I don't, don't like, like biscuits and gravy, and Bob, Evans? I don't like. I don't like gravy. No, I don't like. I'm not a huge fan of biscuits, but I don't like gravy. Huh? It's a. Uh, it's weird tasting. It makes your stuff wet. I don't yeah, like it.
0: It's true. You well, know? it's like mayonnaise. It's like, it moistens your food, so it's easier to go down the gullet. Well, you like mayonnaise? It's not
1: like it's. It's not exactly like mayonnaise. I don't like mayonnaise on much. I'll eat it on a sandwich. That's about it. I don't put gravy on. I don't put mayonnaise on what gravy would go on. I love I mean, gravy. I, some people love gravy. Yeah, I love
0: it. Uh, you know, gravy can be many different. Gravy different things to different people. Um, you can have gravy that's based like a turkey gravy, and that's going to be a lighter color. A beef gravy yes. is usually darker and thinner. Um, but I think gravy is the same in America as it is in England. Like I don't, I don't think it's different. It Simulant, grows. yeah. He asks if you could have any job, where would you work and what would you do?
1: Huh. Um, why don't you answer that one first, but I think you've got the answer because you went, you've got the job you love,
0: right? So right. You... I, I would literally do the same thing that I do now I would just jettison all of the other crap that I hate like I would still want to be a band director but I'd only want to direct like one or two periods a day just have like one band rehearsal a day not have to deal with parents not have to deal with cafeteria duty not have to deal with like morning traffic you know I, I'd get rid of all this the crap that I hate but I would literally do exactly what I do right now
1: that's I think I would like to own a store, a business. Mm-hmm. Um I used to go to this place called the Rusty Scabbard. It's still around. It's unless it's like a place that sells uh you know, role playing stuff and Warhammer stuff and miniatures and that kind of stuff. I think I'd like to have something sort of like that except the problem with that is You've got these geeks that come in there and just hang out telling D&D stories (laughs) all day long right up front, and people try to steal from you. So I guess my ideal business would be a place where I could uh, sell things that I was knowledgeable on or enjoyed without... Worrying about getting robbed or had to put up with a bunch of degenerate goofs. So yeah. I, so I, it's somebody in fantasy land. Well,
0: yeah, I mean like in this fantasy world, just like I can be a band director without having to deal with, with parents or whatever, like in your world, you can be so wealthy that it doesn't matter if people steal from you. You're just happy running this business and talking about stuff that you like.
1: You know, something else that would be fun to do is, uh, and this is not going to happen, but it would be fun. I really enjoy, uh, I enjoy like, uh, the, fooling around twitch and stuff Mm -hmm. and uh not sound like my kid here i want to be a youtube star but it would be fun to just have all day to devise things to do and put up like we me and you both sort of try to think outside the box on some of this white our wackier antics but like i want to do a show where we all where we get together and write and produce an old radio show oh yeah and i want to play board games online you're right i want to play dark tower online and i want to I want to have a mobile camera and go on tours of weird spots in West Virginia stuff. I'd love to have the time and the money to do all that kind of crazy
0: stuff that I can't do. I agree with you. I think that you actually, that is the winning submission because I would love to do all that stuff too. That would be great. I'd love it. All right. Um, Let's see. Chris folds asks, okay, this is uh, an interesting question. If I could sell you a machine for $2,000, that could play everything perfect. He doesn't specify, so I'm guessing every game that's ever been released perfect. Connect to everything and look totally BA. Would you sell your old machines to buy it?
1: I think the question's already sort of been answered in a lot of ways because there are machines out, you know this is a funny hobby. And we've talked to this before, both it privately, but it is, this goes back to that comment I had on the jukebox years ago. Like I went out and bought a jukebox full of 45s. It weighed a thousand million pounds. <laughs> it needed all kinds of work. I toted it into the house like a pack mule. I cleaned it. I screwed with it. Right. And then I looked beside it and I had a little box that could play a thousand times more stuff. Right now in better quality than this jukebox. And it occurred to me that if you look at this hobby in the right perspective, you're an idiot. It's just like arcade collecting. I looked at I would tote all these arcade machines around and it was so stupid. They're heavy, they're they're hard to move, they're easily to breakable, they're old, and you can play all the games. So why do you do it? You know, well, the I don't know is the answer. I don't know why you do it. So if I could buy a machine that would play all the games when I sell my old ones, no, I, I don't know why. Because there are plenty of machines out there now that I could sell my old stuff to and buy. I could have like the ultimate Super Mister setup, you know, and it'd be awesome, play everything, and I could do that now. But I'm not going to do it, and I don't know why. I don't know what it is that makes me want to keep around this old, you know flaky stuff that we, me and you bitch about it more than anybody, about how this doesn't work, and the screen's screwed up, and oh, I don't know how to load this, but we still do it, and I don't know why. So there's my answer. No.
0: Me neither. Um, you know, with, with my computer now, I can play everything that I, has ever existed up to this point, you know, even like PS3 games. And um, I still like taking the Atari 1200XL off the shelf, and connecting it to my CRT monitor and and and, and playing with the gym stick with the top that I ate, it's just there's just it's, it's something about the ritual. It's something about looking at the thing, and it's connected with your memories, and it makes me happy. So uh, emulation
1: can't do that all the time. I will say this, as a happy medium in this in this conversation, the unamiga. Sets in my Amiga 500. So when I'm looking right at it here, there's an Amiga 500 right here, Boat. So in my mind, here's this Amiga. I don't mm-hmm. think very often, like, oh, there's a weird thing in here that right. makes everything easier. But I played this about a thousand times more than I used to, okay? So what does that mean? Does that mean the Amiga means less to me? I'm going to sell my Amigas? No. But am I going to take the path of least resistance? You, You, you got that right. Now, uh, is, is there a possibility in the future if they released a board that made the Amiga One Thousand super easy to use? Would I buy it? Probably not, but it's possible. It's it's everything can change on a dime, you know. Mm-hmm. And and for me, uh, but I don't see myself selling my stuff to get an all-playing stuff. But uh, you never know. You never say never. If, they, say build
0: no, an, I, if they build an if they build an Amiga that would fit in an Amiga One Thousand, I would probably buy it. I would probably buy it.
1: Yeah, you know. Well, I mean. I, I don't blame you, especially considering the fact that you don't have to destroy the 1000 right? and you can still sort of it, you you still sort of feel like you're using it. Well, it's, just, it's the same know. as
0: the way that you use the 500. You know, you, there's no it's need di- for you to get another Unamiga to run in your 1000. You know, You've already got one Unamiga. So.
1: We talked about the Vampire when it came out. And I remember how many times I flaked out back and forth if I thought it was a good idea, if I didn't? Is it real Amiga? Is it not? I think I've come to the conclusion that I should tell that part of my head to shut up And just play the thing, and if it works, don't worry about it. So that's sort of where I'm at now.
0: All right. Well, we will see you next week or in a couple weeks or maybe in one week for the next edition of Ask the Amigos.